0: we begin our celebration of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. We join the drama which unfolds in four acts and the epilogue. Everything Jesus did in his 33 years on earth, built toward the weekend that changed the world. Please listen as Pastor Harris begins the narrative in today's slice of this week's Easter message, entitled, Three Days Changed the World. Peter's first sermon in Acts chapter 2, after the Holy Spirit had come, he says this, This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are all witnesses. And I picture him pointing in the direction of the empty tomb. His next sermon, Acts chapter 3, But you disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, but put to death the Prince of Life, the One whom God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are witnesses. Nobody ever refuted the empty tomb. They said, well, they went to the wrong tomb. Well, then somebody would have found the right one. It, it, there was an empty tomb. And over 500 people saw Jesus alive after the resurrection. Well, that leads us to the epilogue. This dramatic weekend definitely has an epilogue. Lives were affected in drastic ways, and lives are still being affected in drastic ways today. Within this drama, as you think back over what we've showed you, you've seen three categories of people. And I would suggest to you, everyone falls into one of these three categories in one way or another. First, There was the mindless multitude. These are the people that just would go along to get along. They were duped by whoever applied the most pressure. If it was a big party to celebrate the king coming to town, you'd shout, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. And if the Romans or if the the, the chief priests were telling you, this guy has to be killed, you'd shout, crucify him, crucify him. Give us Barabbas. Around the world today, there are people just like that spiritually. They'll join in with Easter traditions. Hey, that, that candy, that's pretty cool. Let's have a feast at Grandma's house. That's, that's pretty good. Let's make some pretty pictures. Let's get some, let's get some chicks. Let's maybe, um, you know, I mean, little baby chickens. We can... We can <laughs> I'm sorry, sometimes my brain just goes off the rail. Let's celebrate new life. Let's get, let's get baby animals. Let's say, oh, how cute. Join in with the Easter traditions. Maybe even, maybe even come to church. I'm a good, Do God a favor. I, I'm going to go every, every Easter. This year I gave him a bonus. I went at Christmas too. But under any heat or any pressure, they go right away back to the path of least resistance. The saddest aspect of each Easter, at least from my perspective, is people who give lip service to the resurrection, maybe once a year, but they remain unchanged by what Jesus accomplished for us don't be that kind of person then there were the really hostile ones the murderous religious fanatics so blinded by their egos and their drive to cling to their positions of power they actually stood up against god's plan planned the murder of the savior That he sent. They actually thought they were doing God a favor by killing his son. These people refused to believe even when confronted with the evidence. Look what they did. Look what we're told about happened with this kind of person when Jesus was alive from the dead. Let's keep reading. Go back to Matthew chapter 28. Now, while they were on their way, that's the women on their way back into the town. Some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, so now the the Sanhedrin's having another emergency meeting here, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers. In other words, they stole from the temple treasury to make a bribe. And they said, you are to say, this is the Sanhedrin telling the soldiers who let the dead body escape, you are to say... His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. Now, if you're going to report to your sergeant or captain or colonel or whoever it is, which is worse? We let the dead body escape or we let the scared disciples seal it while we were asleep? There's there's nothing but absurdity in either one of those aspects of their story. But get a load of this. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. They were that good at manipulating people like Pontius Pilate. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews and is to this day. So for 30 years later, that was still the prevailing story. And you know, There are people today, they may not actually kill the Son of God, but there are people in pulpits today who wouldn't want Jesus to be the guest preacher even if He showed up in person. And if they did hear Him preach, they would reject every word He said. There are people who will celebrate Easter by telling you that none of this actually happened. But your eternal destiny depends on the fact that it did. And that brings us to the third category of believers the mindless multitude that just goes along to get along, the murderous religious fanatics. But then there are the believers. These are the ones who actually receive the benefit from Jesus' care for them. There were the 11 disciples protected from the Roman army by Jesus in the garden, and then Jesus met with them. There was that repentant thief on the cross next to Jesus taken to heaven, that very day showing that salvation is by grace alone. He didn't have time to do anything about it except believe. There was Mary, his mother, Jesus' mother, whom he entrusted to his beloved friend and apostle John, who wrote the Gospel of John and four other New Testament books. There were the other women with her, the other Mary, Salome, and even others. There was a the special case of Peter who had so spectacularly failed to the point of denying Christ and cursing and saying he never knew Him. But then he was wonderfully sought out by Jesus after the resurrection, and he was restored. He became one of the greatest leaders of all time. There was Joseph of Arimathea. We're told about him, that he had been a secret disciple for fear of the Jews. Well, you know, somebody could put their faith in Christ, be a disciple, Keep it a secret for a while, but it can't stay that way. He came forward, gave his tomb. There was Nicodemus. He was part of the Sanhedrin, and he departed with his colleagues. I wish we knew the rest of his story. It can't have been good in the realm of the leaders of the Jews. Oh, how sweet it must have been for him to be received among the believers in Christ. There have been millions since then. I became... One of those millions. When I heard the gospel, first time, when I heard the gospel and I turned to Christ in faith, it was over half a century ago. I heard the words, You're a sinner, Christ died for you. Is there any reason you don't want to turn from your sin and give your life to Jesus Christ? And tears flowed down my eyes, and I, I gave my life to Christ. How about you? What happened in those three days? It changed the world. Which kind of person are you? Are you taking the path of least resistance, just rolling down the road, going to your next destination? Are you fighting God, clinging to something and not letting go? Or are you falling at the feet of Jesus? Remember when Jesus met with the eleven, this is before He met with them up in Galilee, and actually one wasn't there. Thomas wasn't there. The other ten saw Jesus and they said, "'Thomas, we saw Him. He's alive.'" And Thomas, who always gets called the doubter, I think he was, you know, pretty sharp myself, he said, "'Hey, look, I, I, I want to see the evidence for myself. I want to see the nail wounds. I want to put my finger where the, where the nails were.'" And so, Jesus allowed for them to all see Him again, this time with Thomas present. And uh, it's interesting. Thomas said that when Jesus wasn't there, and then when Jesus is there with them, John chapter 20, verses 28 and and, and 29, is right after Jesus said, hey, Thomas, you want to see the holes? Well, how did he know that I said that? Unless, well, he's God. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God, that's where Easter needs to lead you, on your knees crying out, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Because you've seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. That's you. That's me. We haven't seen the risen Jesus. Not in the flesh. But we know the truth. We've heard the gospel. We believe. The next two verses sum it up, how a person comes to faith in this era John 20, 30 and 31. Many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of His disciples. John had majored on seven of them during His gospel. Many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these have been written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. No, my friends, I, I'm not the slightest bit bored with doing this or embarrassed about doing this, I don't mind at all talking about the resurrection because it's the exclamation point on the salvific work of Jesus Christ. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.